Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We will help you keep it running and the help we get from Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan is back with us in studio. Good to see you again, my friend. Well, good to be here. It's, I know you were, you were away for a while, but now you're back. Grandma's birthday last week. How was that? That was fun. It's Not neat. everybody turns 90. That's a big no. deal. And, and still <laughs> uh, is... Uh, is very alert. She is driving. Yes, she's she's yeah, that was her big deal. She got renewed was able to renew her driver's license on the week before her 90th birthday. So she's that? good for another 5 years. <laughs> That's good. good for, and I, you know that I pro, I'm not sure how I'd feel in a big in a big town, but uh you know in a small town like Walnut Grove, uh she does just fine with it and you know she's she's conservative enough when she's not comfortable anymore then she'll stop. She'll stop. So yeah. far on a sunny day and and no snow and no weather and and the sun is out bright. Uh, she'll be glad to still drive over to Tracy and get her hair done. She's smart. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, speaking of driving, if you have a car care question, the folks are calling in already as we speak. And if you do have a, a, a phone call or a text, we'll take text messages. The phone number, if you want to talk to Dan, is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is 81807-81807. You know, you and I were talking a little bit off air about uh, Tony's car, his truck, actually. And we've talked about this before because if you've had tires on a vehicle and let's say you you don't drive that much, like in Tony's case, uh, tires get old anyway, don't they? They do. Yeah, they, they, you know, the... uh, the the exterior layer rots and it, like any rubber, it, like te- uh, like running shoes, right? Anything it gets hard and it, and it cracks and uh, time will time will absolutely destroy tires and especially and also if they sit, you know they'll get yeah, they'll true. get kind of flattened out on the on the uh, on the bottom too. <laughs> yeah, on the bottom, and, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, no, we've said it before, but cars are made made to be driven, and and yeah. when they sit, it's hard on them. So time gets them as much as the mileage. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We're going to get as many calls and text messages as we can. Now, keep in mind, Dan will be here till seven forty-five or so. So don't wait. If you uh, want to talk to this uh, ASC certified technician about your vehicle, do that now. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Dan, let's go to Rusty, who's calling from uh, Andover. Rusty, you're on with Dan. Well, thank you, Danny. How are you doing? Oh, good, Rusty. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You got a car issue or what? Something we can oh, help yeah. you with? Oh, well, of course. I could have called the socialized, but actually I do have a car. <laughs> okay, good. 2004 Cadillac. And when I get about a quarter of a tank of gas in it, when it goes down to a quarter of a tank, the gas gauge fluctuates all the way from empty up to full, then back down. And I've never not put any gas in it. Uh-huh. You know, it's probably the the gauge in the car that's uh, most common, that, or the the gauge in the dash. That's the most common uh, failure that will cause that. But uh, that's easy for your shop to diagnose because we can we can hook up our scan tool, our computer, to your car, 
and read what the sending unit in the tank is doing. And if the gauge on the dash is bouncing all over, and if the sending unit in the uh, tank is consistent, then uh, then I know that the, that it's the the gauge is getting the the correct information, but it's not it's not reading it correctly. So, anyway, the repair process will most commonly be to take that instrument panel apart, remove it from the car, uh, send it out, have repairs done on it, have it rebuilt. Uh, put it back in the car, and you'll be back in business. Wonderful. I guess, Rusty, you probably won't be doing this job yourself. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rusty, great to hear from you. Thank you, All right. and have a great day. Great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks for coming. Good to hear from you. He's an old friend of mine that I actually went to grade school with. Can oh, you wow. believe that? Wow. We're still up and breathing. They have uh, back in the one-room schoolhouse. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had multiple classes back then. Anyway, uh, thank you, Rusty. Good to hear from you. Rusty leaves that line open at 651-989-9226 or send uh, a text at 81807, uh, 81807. Steve, uh, oh, we just lost Steve in Maple Lake. Tell you what, Dennis, we need to take a break anyway, shall we? Bill, you're going to be next. Uh, text number 81807. We're going to pick up on all of those when we come back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 57 is our Twin City temperature reading. We're in the midst of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns, who is uh, from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located on beautiful Grand Avenue. We got technical problems yeah. here this morning, huh? <laughs> we are at, uh, yeah, we are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. When's Grand so, Old Day? Is that coming uh, up, isn't it? That must be next weekend. Next huh? weekend it's always yeah. the first weekend in June. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there you would, go. That would be next weekend. How do we get in touch with you guys? That's kind of the kickoff of summer, isn't yeah, it? It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you can find us on our fancy new website at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. You'll see pictures of the shop and of the guys and and uh, and a list of all the things that we do. i got to uh, check that out. Yeah, you should check that out. But uh, anyway, or come on over. We're, we're at 982 Grand Avenue, as I said, or, or you can give us a call. We're not there today. We always close uh, Saturday on the long holiday weekends. But uh, on Tuesday, you can give us a call at 651 228 one three, one six. Very good. Uh, Texter says this: Dan, an 05 Honda Accord, two hundred thirty thousand miles on it, rattles in the rear at low speeds and uh, turn and turns. The mechanic is stumped. Any ideas? Well, uh, rattles are tricky. Yeah. I mean, that uh, they're they're hard to hard to you know it's hard to duplicate it in the in the bay. You can't, you can't raise the car up because then, of course, everything changes and it won't rattle. So. Uh, they're, they're hard. Oftentimes rattles take a couple of us, you know, we've mm-hmm. done crazy things like sit in the back seat and, and, uh, and, uh, when you have it out on the drive, you get two or three guys out there rocking the car back and forth and one guy laying underneath it. But, uh, rattles are, are tricky to chase, but, uh, I don't think I've ever had one that we weren't able to find if we were able to spend the time on. So right. I think if you're if you're not having good luck with who's looking at it, and of course I can't make a recommendation without hearing it. Sure. But if you're not having good luck, you probably should just try uh, get another opinion, and and sometimes a new set of eyes makes a big difference. Very good. Back to the phones we go. Bill is uh, on the line waiting for a question. Go ahead, Bill. Thank you. 
Good morning, Danny and Dan. Thanks for taking my call once again. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, I've got a, a question. It's a, a problem which I think uh, anybody that does a lot of four wheeling and four wheeling in the mud probably understands where I'm coming from. But I got stuck in my yard. I got five acres, and I got stuck with my F-150 all the way down to the frame, and we got it out. I, I drove it into Pine City, and the front end just shook really bad. I, I tried to spray the, all the mud off the uh, outside of the wheels, and, and um, I tried to get everything inside. I still got vibration about 65 miles an hour. How can I get all that mud out of there without removing all four of the tires? Well, that's maybe where you're going to end up. Uh, we, of course, would put it up on the hoist and, uh, you know, get the hose under there and, yeah. and rinse it out. But to, to do that, uh, laying on your back is a mess and a challenge. Uh, but that's, that's what we would have to do. I think maybe if uh, you're trying to do it yourself in your driveway, maybe the easiest thing would be to actually just take the wheels off. Uh, time will solve it if you get enough time and, and if you just keep working at it, uh, you know, the the mud will get out of there. But that's absolutely what's wrong with it. You got stuck in the mud, and the mud settled, you know, when you got out, the mud had settled to the bottom of the wheel and, and got hard. And now when you're going down the road, of course, the tire's way out of balance. You know, that's another thing I was just saying, thinking you could do is, if you didn't want to do it yourself, you could take it into your local shop and ask them to balance the four tires and of course enable the in order to be able to balance the four tires they're going to have to clean the mud off oh and okay we have that actually quite often that's, Do you really? that's people's solution to it so uh, that doesn't cost a lot and maybe that's a good idea maybe that would take care of it for you okay very good bill thank you uh let's see texter says this uh, 2009 lincoln mkz whenever it's extremely cold or extreme heat temps i hear a squeaking noise uh, when you go over bumps and things of the kind, uh, will this have something to do with shocks or struts? It, it says it says continuing. Uh, when I turn the wheel left or right, uh, it's kind of like uh, rubbing your finger across a blown up latex balloon. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's it's a it's it's probably not a shock or strut. It's more likely either the uh, plate on top of the strut, the the upper strut plate, the strut mount, that will oftentimes make noise or if you have a, a component, a, a uh, one of the steering components, a tie rod or a ball joint or one of those where all the grease has leaked out, they don't put grease zerks in most uh, cars anymore to relubricate them. So mm. the grease is all gone and, and it's gotten rusty in there. And, of course, that'll make noise. But uh, so it's, it's – and, and then that's actually probably something that you want to get, get checked because uh, if it is one of the steering component components that's wearing out or that's – dry, mm-hmm. uh, that could be getting dangerous and would need to be replaced. So go for it. Yeah, yeah get that checked. Let's go back to the phones, Dan. Eric is calling from St. Cloud with a question. Uh, thanks, Eric. What is your question? Hey, good morning. morning. I have a 2007 Buick Rendezvous. High miles, 240,000. Uh, it's got no power, and it's really sucking down some fuel. Uh, I was told it might be a catalytic converter, um, is that something that a guy can do at his garage or? Well, prob- probably not. Yes. I mean, you certainly could, uh, if it was just a matter of unbolting and unbolting it back in, but, 
uh, because it's been on the car for a long time, it's not going to be that simple. And, you know, bolts will probably have to be heated up to get them off. Uh, oftentimes, you don't want to break one of the bolts that you're taking off because that just makes the problem way bigger and way worse. Uh, that sounds like it, it could actually, actually be a good diagnosis. If the converter has started to melt down, the air is not flowing through it <clears throat> properly, and it's actually got the exhaust plugged. And, of course, if I, can't, if I can't get air out of the engine, then I can't get air into the engine, and I'm not going to have any power. So it sounds like a good diagnosis, but I think that you probably are going to want to bring that in and get some help to get that replaced. And you've told us before that replacing a catalytic converter can be kind of costly. You know, it can be, but uh, <clears throat> if, it, you know, there's, uh, I would recommend probably one of the exhaust, you know, shops that specialize in that because you can get a much less expensive aftermarket one that will do the job, but won't cost a bundle. And Especially also with a high mileage vehicle. Well, and also yeah. if they can't get it apart, buy it. They'll oh. they'll cut the pipes and they'll they'll you know take some shortcuts to not address the flange that's going to break and cause a problem. So uh, no, I think I would you know especially with that many miles on it, yeah. I would probably recommend an, an aftermarket one that's that's less expensive. All right, Eric, there you go. Thanks for the call. We uh, have to take a break. We have more show to come. Keep in mind, Dan will be here till about seven forty-five. So if you do have a car care question, call it in as soon as you can, or send a text. And we'll pick up on both of those when we come back from the break. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We're around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour welcoming your calls or text messages for uh, Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves us, we have a text messages and a callers. Do I tell you what? Russell in Bloomington is on the line. Let's uh, see what Russell has to say. Good morning, Russell. Good morning. What do you recommend? I have a 2014 or 2015 Ford Fusion. What do you recommend as far as polishing, waxing for these newer finishes? I, I'm so old that I remember when you used to have to do it three times a year with Simonize, but <laughs> obviously they've changed. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a good question, and uh, that is my advice is uh, more is better. Uh, yeah. My solution personally, and lots of people have different solutions, you know there's all sorts of things out there where they can use uh, 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 clay on yeah. them to yeah. clean them and, and then use a polish or use a, a wax or a polish and then a wax, and you know you can spend the whole weekend doing it if you want Oh, to. yeah. My solution, however, has been to, to find the product that is the easiest to use. In other words, one that goes on and off real easily and then do it more often. And I find that to work best for me because yeah. otherwise it's just too much work. And, it is a lot. And then you, you know more than get done and the dust flies a little bit <laughs> and right. it's just – it's so it's, frustrating. So if I've worked on it too long, I'm too upset when it doesn't stay clean and uh, – so I, you know, I don't, as far as a brand, I don't have one. I kind of switch around. I try different There's things. So many products. There are so many products right now. But uh, it was funny because my neighbor who just got a new black car and he, you know, searched the web for, for the right polish to use on a black car and he came up with something and he was satisfied with it. But, you know, that's an idea of where you can look to is just to, 
to do a search and, and find out where people have had success with different products. Sometime I'm going to try the clay thing, the clay bars. Yeah. Well, my son-in-law has a fancy sports car, and, and he does that. You know, it's a bright blue car, and, and boy, when it's done, it's beautiful. Yeah. But, my car is too big. It's too much work. <laughs> it takes days <laughs> yeah, to know. do it, yeah. yeah. So, Russell, go for it. Uh, there's, again, there's so many products out there that you can't really To, to directly on. answer your question, I would say find one that's easy yeah. and do it often. I yeah. think that's the best way. Very good. Thanks, Russell. You might wait a couple of days till after the showers, however. Let's see. Well, text messages. I have a 1977 Pontiac Firebird with completely rebuilt 400 cubic inch engine that I've only put 50 miles on, it seems to be running pretty hot, like 230, according to the temp gauge. Any uh, ideas there? Well, uh, that doesn't surprise me. They're notorious, uh, those those old big blocks, for running hot. And uh, a couple of things that you can try, or one thing that I would try, is that when the when you're actually running the car and when it starts to get up to that that hot end, turn on the heater. And I know that sounds silly. Why turn on the heater? Well, by turning on the heater, what you're adding is more radiator, more capacity to the radiator. Because really all a heater core is is a small radiator. And if that makes a difference, then you know that the car doesn't have enough capacity Mm. uh, to cool. And a couple couple things, it, it either could be that, you know, it's just too much engine for the way, for what the car was designed for. Uh, and if that's the case, maybe you'll have to figure out a way to get a bigger radiator in there, or you can get a thicker radiator that will uh, add more capacity. Uh, another thing that that I've seen guys do is add an, a second electric cooling fan. So in other words, you've got a mechanical fan that's working on that car. People will put an electric one in as an add-on, and uh, that'll make it stay cooler. So uh, you'll just have to figure out... What which trick works for you? But but that's a couple ideas: either a thicker radiator or a uh, or a additional cooling fan. Okay, that might make a difference. I was thinking about uh, your advice uh, and what you guys do at Lloyd's. Uh, when I see the things blowing through the air, like the cottonwood, uh, as the, as the you know as the things blow into our radiators about right. vehicles. Right. What what is the process? What do you do at Lloyd's? I know you use a kind of a hose. Yeah, we do. That's exactly what we do. It's just a garden hose and, and rinse it. It's best if you can get at it from the backside of the radiator and rinse it forward. Um, and then, you know, rinse it with air and then blow it out with compressed air and clean all of that debris out of there uh, is the right thing to do. And you'll find that if you do that on any car, it work. It makes the car run cooler, which is a good thing. And it also, uh, you'll find that your air conditioning works better. Because in order for the air conditioning to work properly, the um, condenser up in front needs to remain clear, clean of debris and needs a lot of air flowing through it for the air conditioner to stay efficient in hot weather. So explain so. that again. If I open the hood and I can fit the garden hose down behind the radiator. Be- between, the, between the engine block and the radiator. And, the radiator. and, of course, there's going to be an electric cooling fan in your way. So yeah. you've got to kind of maneuver around that. But if you can, uh, if you can just run water... Uh, through all that, and then go the other way too. You know, rinse it both directions. Uh, wherever you can see radiator, get water in there. Okay, and uh, you won't hurt anything. It's it's made to be out in the water and in the weather. 
but uh, but just rinsing all of that out of there makes a big difference with the ability for the car to cool. They try to do that today. Yeah. As a matter of fact. All right. Here's a texter, Dan, says, a 2005 Highlander, the ABS and brake light appeared after I parked it, and the shift lever would not operate unless I pushed in a button near the shift lever. Well, I think that sounds like two different problems to me. The the fact that the car's not switch or, or not shifting, um, it, it's built with an interlock system. In other words, if you don't have your foot on the brake, the, you can't shift the car. It's not it won't, the car won't allow it. So if your brake lights are not working, if the brake light switch is not working, then you're not going to be able to shift the car. So that would be the place to start with. That would be to see if you have somebody help you put your foot on the brake, and if the brake lights are not lighting up when you have your foot on the brake, then it's not going to shift either. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then it would probably need a new brake light switch. As far as the, as the uh, ABS light, you're going to have to get some help on that because that's going to take some analysis. You'll need a scan tool to see if one of the sensors aren't working right or to see if there's a code stored in the computer system that they can... Uh, that they can uh, extract and, and get some direction on what to do to repair that ABS system. But I think if they happen at the same time, I'm sure it's a coincidence, but, but I think they're two different problems. Two different issues. Yep. A texter says, my iPhone 7 will not stay paired with my uh, 2014 Ford. Is it a Ford issue or a phone issue? Uh, that's not my strong suit. <laughs> that's, I it is you. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I go in and get one of the younger guys at my shop and say, help me with this. But, uh, I'll tell you one thing is is uh, I know iPhone seven, the 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 seven has had some trouble in mm. with regards to that sort of stuff. So uh, I would start there uh, with the with the iPhone and you know take it in and and uh, those guys that work at those phone stores are really helpful usually. Yeah. And if you just ask them where you got the phone, uh, they probably know all about that and and they'll tell you what to do. So, like. My wife was having trouble, and the solution was to to adjust something in the phone that that switched it from roaming or something like that, so that it didn't switch towers as quickly oh. uh, as she was moving about, and that made for way better reception. Interesting. So something like that, but I I would bet the problem is in the is in, in the phone, the phone yeah. versus that right. right. Uh, here's a text that says, "Hi Dan, uh, what's your personal preference regarding synthetic oil for a new Toyota Highlander?" Uh, synthetic oil. That's, That's probably the right, what they use. That's the right anyway, answer. Right? Yeah, they're going to ask for a zero twenty uh, oil, and I've never seen that in anything other than synthetic. And we've talked about synthetic. It's a little bit questionable, or, or, or it, the advertising of synthetic oil is, is not very perfect. And so, uh, I think that if you just follow the the manufacturer's recommendation, and they'll give you a a grade of oil that they want you to use and a weight of oil that they want you to use. And as long as you fit in those parameters and it'll say it right on the bottle, uh, use that and you'll be fine. Yeah. I'm, I was always amazed when I first heard about zero to 20. Yeah. It's uh, like putting something as, as thin. thin as water in there. And they, you know, the, the oil has gotten so good. The technology has gotten so good on it that they're able to let it be that thin. And when it's that thin, it, it there's less resistance in the engine and it, gets better gas mileage. So that's the purpose of it all, uh, to run oil that thin, but it works. And uh, I've watched it work. I watch cars with a lot, a lot of miles that 
run on that oil and it's just fine. So. And you mentioned too, and before you go about uh, as what we're talking about oil changes, about filters. I mean, there there are differences in oil filters too, right? Well, there are differences in oil filters, and sometimes when I take the oil filter off of a car, I'm disappointed in how tiny, small it is because yeah. it's like the, I. You know, I can just see that physically it's not going to do the job like I want it to. So that's why I don't like running an oil filter, especially those little tiny ones, as many miles as the manufacturer recommends because yeah. I think the filter gets dirty. Faster. And, uh, and when it gets dirty, the filter's designed to just bypass, so you'll never know anything's different other than the fact that the filter's not working, not doing its job anymore. The oil's just flowing through it without being filtered properly. How do we get a hold of you guys at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, on Tuesday, you can give us a call. At 651-228-1316. You can c- come over next week like you're going to. Yeah, we're going to come over. At 980, or to 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Or you can find us on our web at lloydsautomotive.net. L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Tell the boys I'll be bringing donuts. Sounds good. I look forward to it. All right, Dan. Thanks. Thank you. Very much. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.